What is up, y'all? Tyler O coming at you with my week 14 running back ranks. Mine and the rest of JWB's ranks can be found in the link below. Starting these off with transparency, as I always do, my week 13 ranks finished 114th cumulatively. Pretty bad week for me overall. I've slid to 12th overall as a ranker, though. Still feeling pretty good about that, but trying to get back into the top 10 before the season ends. I'm recording this on a Thursday, so the ranks are obviously going to change. They're subject to change as news and updates come our way. Ranks will always be updated a few hours before game time on Sunday, so make sure you check back in. Enough of fluff. Let's jump into my week 14 running back ranks. Welcome. You're listening to JWB Fantasy Football. Thanks for listening. Before we get started here, I wanted to address that uh, Zach Charbonnet is not in my top 24 this week. If he is active and Walker is out, he will undoubtedly find his way into the top 24. But for now, don't have enough information, so leaving him out. Let's kick it off. 24 is going to be James Cook. As always, I think James Cook is a good running back. The volume just isn't predictable, as I would like it to be with him. Um, end of the day, you know, he'll get enough to stay fantasy relevant, but this game profiles is more of a shootout, and Josh Allen is really going to have to get going in a must-win game. RB23 is going to be A.J. Dillon. Obviously, this is expecting Aaron Jones to miss. The Packers' offense is absolutely cooking right now, and they draw a favorable matchup in the Giants, whose run defense sits at 28th DVOA. That is fourth worst. And 30th in yards allowed per carry. That is the third worst. Great matchup. You know, Dillon carries a lower floor because he doesn't have any involvement in the pass game. But, you know, as somebody who's probably going to see 15 to 18, maybe even 20 touches in this one, possibly get a TD, and I'm still fine rolling out. A.J. Dillon is pretty safe running back, too. Number 22 is going to be DeAndre Swift. You know, the concern will always lie in the fact that Hurts and the tush push is basically automatic, lowering Swift's overall upside. We did see a drop last week in his snaps and touches, but I think that was mostly due to the script, the game being completely out of hand, and a possible injury, which I don't have a lot of information on. Add in that it's going to be a tough matchup against the Cowboys, and the Eagles are going to have to pass to stay in this one, presumably. Swift is playable, but exercise caution here for the reasons that I highlighted. RB21 is going to be Zeke. You know, the Pats suck, but there's bankable projection here for Zeke. He's going to see a ton of volume, so he's a pretty easy fire up this week as a solid RB2. RB20 is going to be Raheem Mostert. You know, Miami are 13-point favorites, so there is some thought that the Finns pull away and run the ball out in this one. Issue is they did that last week, and that was a Chan time, right? Chan was the one that closed that game out. Mostert still sees enough volume in an elite offense, so, you know, the efficiency has to be there, but he's been great all season. There's a reason why he's the number two or three RB overall. You know, I've said it before, but when a Chan came back or when a Chan is healthy, that Mostert is an RB2, and that's how we're treating him this week. RB19 is going to be Travis Etienne. Pretty low in Etienne this week, but it more so reflects the tough matchup in the Browns defense, who ranks third DVOA against the run. And the fact that there's likely going to be some stacked boxes here versus the Jags, as the Browns should challenge CJ Beathard to throw the football. You know, the Browns are also favored in this one, setting up for a less than stellar game script for the game script for the run game for the, the Jaguars here. You know, it's already a low implied total of 32. You know, Etienne should be fine, but, you know, if T-Law ends up playing, um, I'd probably move Etienne up a bit, but it, it was C.J. Beathard under center. I just don't have a lot of confidence that he's going to have a great week. 
RB18 is going to be Derrick Henry. I mean, this really just comes down to the expected game flow in this one. The Titans are 13-point underdogs against a sneakily stout Miami run defense, allowing the fifth least yards per carry. You know, the game script just doesn't set up well for Derrick Henry to succeed here. We know we'll see Spears when they're going to be passing the ball a lot. You don't bench him because it is the king, Derrick Henry, but it's just not a week where I'm excited to trot Derrick Henry out. RB17 is going to be Brees Hall. You know, it's tough to trust Brees as the Jets operate one of the worst offenses in the NFL. But since Michael Carter's been gone, there's been enough volume through the air for Brees to stay fantasy relevant and make him startable. You know, he's always a threat to break a long one. RB17 for Brees this week feels about right. RB16 is going to be Jameer Gibbs. You know, after a strong lead in snaps over Montgomery for two weeks, last week we saw Montgomery um, get the lead, get the, the line share of the snaps, kind of flip-flopped here. It's really tough to, to decide what's going to happen in this backfield. Lucky for us, though, they're both good backs on an elite offense that likes to run the football, and the Lions offense is absolutely cooking. Plenty of meat on the bone for both Monty and Gibbs to succeed. With that said, my RB15 is going to be Montgomery. Again, nothing much to add here. Both Montgomery are RB2s, and we ride. No real concerns. It's tough to really take a stance at this point in time, but I can say start them both with confidence. RB14 is going to be Javante Williams. Chargers defense sucks. Um, you know, it's run defense is 26 DVOA, and Javante continues to be the lead back. Javante is getting a rushing TV this week. RB13 is going to be Joe Mixon. You know, I don't have much concern for Chase Brown uh, as he's taken more of the low value touches. Mixon continues to see great volume and is um, the clear, um, you know, one of favorites of the quarterbacks Browning's uh, targets through the air so far. Browning likes to throw it, you know, kind of the dink and dunk, the short passes. This really benefits Mixon. You know, all the high value touches come Mixon's way. The goal line work, the stuff through the air, the matchup is favorable. I like Mixon as a fringe RB1. Moving to my top 12 running backs, Tony Pollard is going to start us off at 12. You know, tough draw against the Eagles run defense, but a 51 and a half point play total here. There are a lot of points to go around. The Cowboys are cooking and finding 20 touches for Pollard in this one isn't that hard. The TD streak for Pollard will continue this week against the Eagles. Number 11 is going to be Rashad White. Dude has turned in one of the best values this offseason as his volume has remained elite all season long. His floor is very safe because he is a focal point of the pass game. And then you just add in the fact that he's looking better as a runner. There's simply no one knocking on Rashad White's door, regardless of how he's playing. There's no one knocking on Rashad White's door to take these touches from him. You just dial him in for 20 touches a game. Atlanta offers a fairly soft matchup. Rashad White's a good play. Number 10 is going to be Saquon. Not a lot to add here for Saquon Barkley. I mean, it's a shitty offense with Saquon C's elite volume. That's that. RB9 is going to be Devin Achan. Dude is electric, and the Dolphins are 13-point favorites, as noted when I talked about Mostert. If this gets out of hand, which it likely could, and Vegas says it should, Achan is the guy that the Dolphins have chose as far as last week to close out the games in a fantastic fashion. So it's really tough to get away from Achan in this one from just looking at his body of work thus far. Number eight is going to be Bijan Robinson. You know, it seems like the Falcons are finally using Bijan in a much better fashion. 75% snap share last week, exactly what we want to see. He's a clear lead RB in the past game and isn't getting the lion's share of touches. You know, there's always a concern as the Falcons are not great. Sometimes he just doesn't play. Algier gets too much. I mean, there's just some concern here, but the volume lately has been good enough for me to rank Bijan as my RB8. RB7 is going to be Josh Jacobs. You know, it's kind of a time when I like look at my ranks or talk about my ranks where I don't have a lot to add. It's just the dudes, the guys that get all the looks. That is going to be Jacobs. He sees an incredible amount of volume and is a focal point of this offense. No real notes on Jacobs. RB6 is going to be Kyron. You know, it's real tough to pass the ball on the Ravens. The Ravens are a tough matchup. 
Uh, it's less than ideal, but Kyron walked right back into his absolutely absurd role as one of the league's most elite bell cows. Um, 21 rush attempts, five targets last week, 94% snap share. You just can't ask for more out of a running back. The volume is juicy. I cannot stay away. I expect a lot of dump offs to come to Kyron's way this week. Number five is going to be Eckler. Fit ahead of consensus here. Um, in the end of the day, you know, I will admit that Eckler's not looked like himself, like the elite back that we're used to seeing, but those are also in some tougher matchups. You know, he draws arguably um, one of the best defenses to go against as a running back in the Broncos. I'm simply not quitting Eckler just yet. He should split the work between the 20s with, with Josh Kelly, but the goal line work, the pass work, I still think that belongs to Eckler. I think he writes the ship this week for fantasy managers. RB4 is going to be Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco's been on an absolute terror lately. Um, he's been looking like, you know, this – he's been looking, I should say, the team is in desperate need of weapons. The Chiefs are in desperate need of weapons. Pacheco is that. The volume has been great. They're playing the Bills. The Bills rank 29th in yards allowed per carry. Pacheco's the dude. I, I feel like you just got to keep trotting this dude out when he's getting this much volume and looking this good. RB3 is going to be Zach Moss. Going right back to the Zach Moss well after a disappointing week last week, he did see 22 opportunities, which is somewhat what I projected him for. Um, he's kind of on that like Kyron absurd snap count of like 90 plus percent. He's going to see all the work. He's going to see all the snaps. End of the day, there's just nothing to be concerned about here. I'm putting him right back up because of the volume. RB2 is going to be Alvin Kamara. You know, it's our weekly bump for running backs to play against the Swiss Cheese Panthers, whose run defense ranks dead last in DVOA. Kamara has proven to still have it this season, and the Saints will give him all he can handle. Wheels off in a set, wheels up in a soft matchup for Kamara. He should crush. And then RB1, as always, is going to be CMC. I just say the name with respect to him. He doesn't need an explanation. We know what he is. We know what he does. That does it for my top 24 running back ranks for week 14. Please be sure to check out the description below for all our other ranks. Again, these ranks will undoubtedly be updated. I'm working tirelessly two hours before lock at 1 p.m. on Sunday to get these ranks up to date, so check back for updates. Also, feel free to check out the JWB Discord if you want to connect, talk about football, sit start questions, what have you. And finally, you can find me on Twitter at FFTylerO. I'll try to get you as much help as possible to win your week and win your league. Run pure, my friends. Thank <laughs> you.